Hey, this is Rob Corddry, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, and the man sitting next to me has no pants on and is wearing one white glove to jerk his dick to Bubbles the Chimp. That's Jeff Clark. One white glove. I thought that was going to be me, Michael Jackson, and my dick. Michael Jackson. A little bit. And beaming to us from inside a glory hole in a White Castle bathroom, the human grease trap known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, blah, blah. <laughs> Shout out to our friend Mike's News, a.k.a. Voice of God, who uh, wrote that intro for us this week. Thank you, friend. Yeah, he's in the Puminati Elite Extreme Super Tier Fortnite <laughs> uh, edition, or Fortnite tier. Yeah, those titles are starting to get away from us. Yeah, Yeah, he's made it to a zone that's... A tier that's hard to reach. Um, you gotta you gotta play Fortnite. That's the first way to get there. That is true. You yeah. don't even have to be good either. It helps. You know, we prefer having Tim than me play, but because I'm more of a team guy. You know, I want to see the Puminati get wins, and I know that the best chance the Puminati gets wins in Fortnite is if I'm not playing Fortnite. But just saying. Thanks for the, thanks for the introduction. Sorry, sorry. We got there. <laughs> It took a little bit, but we finally got there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. It is... Sorry to the listeners. Is the window opening... Is, that, is, there, is it too noisy, Shuddy? I don't hear anything. All right. I was con- cautious or conscious of it during the Easter egg and traffic went by, but it's pretty dead now. Yeah, I didn't know Also, if... that cookie just hit. Oh, so. my goodness. Oh, wow. We're in trouble. Man. This is not a delayed reaction. Look look forward to that Patreon show with um, slow-mo Shuddy delivering the news. <laughs> the, yeah, that was a quick release of the effects. Uh, yeah, well, am... we did about a 40-minute uh, Easter egg. Is that That's how true. long it was? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I predi- hot, hot Game of Thrones takes. I predicted in between 35 and 40 minutes, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, so um, stay tuned if you're caught up on Game of Thrones. I, f- I feel like there's an opinion for everybody. <laughs> I had a question for you guys. I like questions. It's not really a random brain question. It's not so random, but it's X-Men Day today. Do you feel like it's X-Men Day, or do you think that's just a lame move that Fox pulled? Because it's just like, I feel like they just woke up and they're like, oh, today's X-Men Day. We're releasing, well, you can buy tickets, you can buy posters, you can buy merch. It's X-Men Day. It's like like May 4th. like Like, that's been Star Wars Day for a while. Like, did Fox just wake up? Like, no, today's a holiday. You didn't know? It's better than talk like a pirate day. That's true. I know. Versus other hashtags or random days, it's it's definitely less gay. Yeah, I feel like this is clearly a corporate uh, endorsement. How do you feel about it? I mean, because they they picked, like, Golden Apple was picked by the studio to host, like, uh, X-Men Day events in L.A. So they have X-Men Day at Golden Apple today? Yeah. Yeah, so we they had go. they had some of the actors. It already happened. 
Son of a bitch. They had the, the chick that plays Storm and the, the dude that plays Nightcrawler were there signing autographs and they were doing giveaways and stuff. I think I like the Nightcrawler guy. I don't I can't I can't put a a face to the storm person. All I'm thinking is Halle Berry and I know it's not her or else I certainly would have been there. No. What a what a uh, goddess yeah. that woman is. Well, I feel like and I don't get it, me and my brothers theorize that this could be a little bit of like Disney corporate or uh, corruption or influence but why is x-men not more hyped up than than i feel like it should be like yeah they have x-men day to day but that's almost like the studios or 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 the suits forcing it i feel like people should be more jacked up that a fucking dark phoenix x-men's coming out i think it was because x-men apocalypse was kind of lukewarm I feel like that and movie... And this movie looks like complete dog shit. Wow, why? It looks awesome. How does this movie look bad compared to Avengers? I don't get it. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't think it's it. kind I'm of lost. out of character for Jean Grey to go mad with power. You're a fucking pussy. <laughs> You're such a pussy. I, I, try, I tried to- trolling people on Twitter with that. No one's taking the bait. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I like the Dark Phoenix thing. I've always liked the Dark Phoenix thing since the... The, the cartoon days and I've said it this don't the writing just doesn't from what I've seen in the trailer it just seems so fucking lazy just, I don't get do the writing do the writing stand out for both of you in Endgame like the it was the writing that did it did like, what like why why are like why are you so concerned about the writing in X-Men but the like well, all it has to do is make the bar of Endgame garbage that's a direct result of the writing. So the dialogue, that's what I'm confused. You, you really like the dialogue in, 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 in Avengers Endgame. It just, it, I think, the dark, I, you're asking a question that I don't see. I mean, yeah, the, the, uh, the writing in the movie was very good. I mean, like. That's why. I'm going to John Wick not expecting, like, the dialogue to be awesome. Like, whatever. Like, I expect John Wick to fucking kick ass. Like, X-Men, like, I'm not... And if if the action sequences were written lazily and they were lame, that would be a problem with the writing, not just the dialogue. Everything is written in a movie. <laughs> like, the scene is described... That's what happens with screenwriting. I... And then it's put into effect... So this motherfucker is being funny. Just, you don't think I understand how scripts work, you motherfucker? What are you then talking I, about? Then I, then I why are you asking? <laughs> like, like, like how can you dialogue. how can you be into a, a, a fucking superhero movie and it has bullshit ass writing? Like you're just writing explosions and weak ass dialogue, well, and, I think, and that be awesome. And then X Men do the exact same thing. I think thing the reason like, you're oh, not connecting is, is because Shuddy doesn't think the writing in Endgame sucked, but you do. Right, but how, okay, explain to me what. X-Men could do that, uh, like, what Avengers did that X-Men could do to make it an X, uh, an Avengers-level quality of movie. Because, to me, it's it's the same type of shit. It's just which kind of, which origin story you're into. I think we have to see it first. Okay. So, I think X-Men Apocalypse and Avengers Infinity War are pretty much, like, they're pretty much the same. Like, that's a... I actually, I prefer, okay, yeah, I disagree I prefer wildly. Apocalypse more. I think Apocalypse was pretty bad. Okay. And we don't have to revisit that. But what is it that Avengers does so much better than the X-Men movies? That's what, I I, think, that's what I'm failing to understand. 
I think um, Apocalypse as a villain looked like a Christmas ornament. I think he was just utterly silly looking. So I couldn't be intimidated by him. I couldn't really find him all that cool. I found it underwhelming. Okay. And you thought Thanos, but they did Thanos right. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, all right. The writing, though. That's what it was. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> okay. The writing. All right. Well, well speaking of writing, um, I Are did. Are you doing more of it? I did go to a film festival this weekend for my writing. Oh, nice. Um, so like I, I put it up on my Instagram story when it, when it happens, like when I get selected <laughs> into a film festival and they send you those like laurels, the little uh, Caesar headband vine things. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're usually all around the country. Uh, but this one, this one was in L.A. And, or Hollywood. And sometimes when you get selected in a festival, they're like, hey, congratulations on being chosen. This comes with an invite if you want to come. But it's like, I'm not flying to fucking Texas for this. I'm not going to Jersey for this. Yeah, you only, you only fly out of state if it's to go to a luxury couples resort with your mom. How dare you? One. And two. True. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know, this one was three miles away. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll RSVP and go and check this out. And like, I've, I've always kind of been curious because I know... Anybody can start a film festival, and the big ones are exactly what you think they are. They're, they're high production value. Tons of stars come out to them. They get a lot of media coverage. They're high profile. And a lot of the other ones that you've never heard of are, you know, they basically have the production value of a middle school bake sale. Okay. And I'm not saying that trying to, like, talk shit or anything. It's just that's just what it is. They're, that's the budget. They're, yeah. they're allocated. They're, they're lesser known film festivals they don't have the big bank like the other ones do yeah. so they're they're just trying to pull off what they can and what they're capable of mm-hmm. admin's catering i look at it as every time i enter a festival whether i get selected or not that's new eyes like different people in the industry are checking out iron lung and maybe word of mouth will get it into somebody who can help out clearly it's not working but it's a fun journey mm-hmm. nonetheless so it's i'm, I'm along for the ride it's I'm seeing what's up. I'm it taking might a shot. be working. We just haven't seen it work yet. <laughs> yeah. like, it might I'm be in the process the of here. working. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is it working right now. So I kind of knew this one was on the lower tier, but I still wanted to check it out just out of morbid curiosity. And the dumbass in me it decided to invite the, the, the new girl I've gone out on a couple of dates with to, to be my plus one. That's a really. I. Telling me that now. Before I hear the full story, I'm gonna say this is bad. But are you, you guys are still dating, right? I do know that. Yeah. Okay. She hasn't dumped you yet. No. Okay. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> How did this go? So, and I and I I full on, I was upfront about all of it. I was like, look, this is not gonna be Sundance. This is gonna be the most low budget thing you've probably ever been a part of. But it'll be funny. Did you go wearing shorts? No. Okay. But you I also were... didn't dress up for it. Okay. Like I like there were people there in fucking cargo shorts and like whole torn t shirts and flip flops. Oh, for sure. Dressed like Kanye. Yeah. Going to church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, this was not an upscale fancy event at all. Uh and they they also said like, hey, if you RSVP, if you're one of the screenplay people, we have all these actors that have volunteered to act out a scene from everybody's screenplay. So that's like that's like a section of the festival. You go, you get, you get a free pass. You get to come in, and if you bother showing up, 
you will see a scene of yours acted out. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I, I mean, it's, it's a fucking kung fu movie. So I'm really interested to see what yeah. scene they pick to act out because they, they're obviously not going to go up there and do a fucking action sequence. I mean, don't sell them short. What do they do? No, I, I made the right call. Oh, okay. So the, it turns out wisely? even the people that RSVP'd, not even all of them showed up. So I was second to go. And when they called the first chick up, she had to introduce the project and everything. So I didn't know I was going to be going up and like making a speech and talking in front of the crowd, even though it wasn't... I don't know if you could technically define it as a crowd. Well, how many people were there, though? <laughs> Maybe like 12 to 15 tops. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think there might have been more actors on stage than, <laughs> than people sitting in the audience. Either way, like I knew all of this going into it. Like none of this was a surprise. I, I, none of none, nothing that happened was like, oh fuck. Me neither. What I am surprised about is that you brought a new girl that you're seeing to it. What can I say? I'm a bold man, Jeff Clark. Yeah, you really, <laughs> the, the, you really, you swung for the fences. Yeah, you're gonna find out if this if this relationship potentially has any longevity. I respect that. Hey, you know what? As far as date ideas go, it's unique. It is. Yeah. I mean, so but, is asking uh, a girl to go on a, a, a fourth date to a funeral. I once asked, uh, <laughs> I uh, once asked a girl I met on Tinder if she wanted to go see Eminem and Rihanna, but if she went, that she had to do ecstasy because that's how I was going to go. She turned me down. So that's that's way bolder than what you did. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tip my hat to you, Jeff Clark. Wasn't Nachi, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did your date go? I mean, finish the story. I'm so, sorry. Like, I'm, I'm already kind of nervous, and they call me up there to introduce it, and I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. I am very nervous in front of crowds. Um, so getting up there, I was, I was a little nervous. I stumbled over my words a bit, introducing the movie, and... I wait off to the side, and the scene starts, and it's, for anybody who's, who's read Iron Lung, it's very early on in the movie when they're still establishing that Noah, the main character, is just a lazy piece of shit stoner who doesn't do anything. Um, so there's a little bit of exposition there, and then it goes into the most detailed, graphic, vulgar poop joke in the entire screenplay. Oh, baby. Like, I totally forgot about the scene. So it's basically like the main character, Noah, and his best friend, Frank, are sitting on the couch. Frank's kind of giving him that early on in the movie speech about how you're a lazy piece of shit. Don't you want some direction in your life? Harold Ramis and Stripes, the guy. And he he gives an example of how he helps because the character Frank is an EMT. So he tells a story about how he got called to a guy who had a seizure. And when he got him into the ambulance, he had shit his pants. And his fiance was following the ambulance to the hospital. So when he got the, the guy's pants undone, he saw that he was just filled with shit and piss and diarrhea. And he goes off and makes a comment about how it looked like someone dumped out the contents of four Chipotle burritos in his pants. <laughs> and I'm on stage turning red, just burying my face in my hand like, oh, my God. Uh, are they doing it well? Of all the fucking scenes. Or this is what you think is coming is what you're saying. Well, this is just me being like, I can't believe I asked a girl out on like one of our first dates to see my screenplay. To see acted my out. screenplay being read, and this is the scene that they chose. Yeah. Would you rather just fart in front of her? 
Uh, no, because it was still them saying all the poop and <laughs> diarrhea stuff. You're such a pussy. <laughs> all right, whatever. But I'm just like, oh my god! Of course, it turned out like this. Of all the scenes they picked, they picked fucking diarrhea scene, like the like just a vulgar, and the the kind of like mm. the whole bit of it is that he's just going on and on, overkill describing the poop. Ch- yeah, and chances are though, an iron lung, you know. And nobody in the audience is really laughing. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> So your material's bombing. Yeah. It's about poop. <laughs> in all fairness, just about everybody's material bombed. Right. I mean, it's not the venue. Yeah. The only people in the fucking audience were the other screenwriters and their plus ones. So everybody was only there to see their shit. Oh, so this should have sold your jokes. It was like an open mic. There might have been... There might have been a part of the crowd that was thinking, like, is he serious? Like, I don't want to laugh and embarrass him. You know, like... <laughs> Like, they might not have thought it was comedy. Like, this was, like, your avant-garde attempt of, of, of I don't know. It's like, oh, man, this is some crazy film noir, right? Like, uh, he's, he's trying. <laughs> it was weird. And, the, and the, the actors doing the scene, like, gave the delivery of every line in that just overdone trope of, like, whoa, dude, you, wanna got, you guys want to smoke some drugs? It's 420. Oh, like man. everybody was like that, so it's just like, oh god, I look like the biggest fucking dipshit. So they didn't, and she doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> Neither do the actors. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So I get, I, I walk back, and then they did a thing, and this happened to just about everybody. But like when the scene was over, they're like, "All right, does anybody have any questions for our screenwriter?" Dead silence. <laughs> so hey, I said, "Hey, how did you write something so fucking lame?" <laughs> Where did you get the inspiration for all that diarrhea talk, sir? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I sit down next to her, and she's like, that was awesome. She was very supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's and then, texting. That was great. So we're 10 minutes into this festival, and we still have like 10 other scenes to sit through. Oh, no. You can't bolt either. I guess there is... Okay, so... I'm thinking of how I had to do a 45-minute speech in high school, but everyone in the class had to do it, and it was about like a specific book. And it was like the big thing that you were going to be graded on. I got mine done, and they, they spread them out over the course of the year, and it's random when your date is. My date was like in the beginning of October, which kind of sucked, but it was like, because I was super nervous, but like I was only nervous for like two months. Whereas other people had to be nervous for like eight months, right? Like if you had your speech in May, they're like sweating it the whole time. So at least you got yours out of the way early. And it was just like, if it was embarrassing, you had all these other people to fucking pretty much put dirt over it. You know, I would embarrass Uh, you. Yeah, pretty much. But it also sucks that maybe you're in a shitty date. It's like, all right, well, now that I'm done, like now we got to sit here and be Unentertained un- for the next hour or two. Well, the the other thing was like at least all the other because they gave a rundown of every screenplay in there. So I'm I'm we, before the whole thing starts, we're flipping through the pamphlet, and every fucking script submitted to this festival was so high concept. Like all of it was just super weird, like outer space shit, <laughs> like quadriplegic as the as the the lead, like everything. Iron Lung was probably the most straightforward, like, easily digestible concept out of everything. And it's a fucking stoner kung fu movie. Yikes. Everything was so weird. So they're all being acted out, and we're just sitting through it like, oh, my God. And all the writers that are going up to introduce their stuff, like, most of them were just, like, super eccentric and weird. 
I mean, it was entertaining just on how bizarre the whole experience was. Okay. And this, this one guy gets up to introduce his script, and she whispered to me, like, is this guy on drugs? Like, he was super weird. He did that thing, like, you know how Jesse Eisenberg has that weird posture where, like, it looks like his head is running away from the rest of his body? Kind of. Like, he's kind of, like, hunched over and, like, elongated neck. Sounds, kind of looks like you walking. A little bit, yeah. All right. So this guy was like, if you drew a caricature of me walking. Okay, and he's like, doing a speech, but His like... head was in another room that his body was in. <laughs> yeah, like I just mean, doll seam from like Street Mr. Fighter. Like Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to see if there's any danger in that room while not fully committing. Yeah, this I guy gotcha. had, the, like, the strangest posture I've ever seen. He He kept talking himself in circles. He was trying to make some big statement about his how his script was like empowering to Latinos even though he's Italian. Like Yikes. I'm not Latino, but I wrote this to build up Latinos and the it, reverse Andy Garcia. It leans into the stereotypes and <laughs> also smashes them all down and why can't we just build bridges and not walls? Sounds like, like my get, grandmother would hate this guy. it was just so weird like he was just it was almost like if you did an sjw snl skit like he was so exaggerated and over the top but it was fucking real and he was so weird and he couldn't even describe what his script was about he just kept talking himself in these weird bumbling circles and everybody in the theater was looking at each other like what the fuck is going on so the scene finally starts and they read all of the stage direction too so there was like one person on stage holding the script that just read the stage direction. His scene went on for like seven minutes. I'd say six minutes and 30 seconds of it was stage direction. There were maybe like two or three lines in the entire thing of dialogue. Okay. It was, it was so just, they picked out the like opening scene of There Will Be Blood? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I was like, why would they pick this? This is so weird. Everybody was just looking around like, what? Are we in the Twilight Zone? What the fuck is this? <laughs> and he kept reusing the same things like usually when you're describing something you don't use the same exact trope or or uh it's like using like it's like using a word to define a word yeah yeah kind of like um like the apple was sweating like a convict and then two lines later like oh the the banana was sweating like a convict like just using the same (laughs) fucking thing he used the same thing like four times so not strong writing. I think this no. is an example of bad writing. So the festival, yes. the writing You're thing. Right. Shuddy, did I get it? You got it. Finally. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> well done, Jeff. Thanks. All right. Learning, I, get, I get it. So you're so, saying Dark Phoenix is going to suck, right? <laughs> if this guy wrote it. <laughs> so the, the, they, they, do, they perform the last scene and everybody starts gathering their shit and getting up and ready to leave. And the organizer of the event comes out and he's just as weird as that other guy. And he starts going off like, oh, well, we, we have some awards to give out. We have awards to give out. So uh, we don't have that big of a budget. So what we did was we printed out our logo and got these frames from the 99-cent store. So we're going to give those to uh, a, a few select writers. And he wasn't kidding. They were literally frames from the 99-cent store. And he just printed out their logo and put the thing in it. This is, this is like one of the few times you're probably like, I wish you lied to me. Yeah. Like, you should have lied to me. Yeah. And maybe not me, but definitely my date. You should have lied to her. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> bit of oversharing on your part. <laughs> yeah. You got to leave a little bit of mystery to your to your uh, production here. I mean, just say they're fucking... You shouldn't say any monetary value, but say they're $100 frames. <laughs> like, whatever, dude. I'm not going to fact check you. So, 
the first award they give off, they give out was the movie we would produce if we had the funds to do so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there, that sounds like best picture. <laughs> Cause isn't, isn't that the whole, like the whole show? Like these kind are of. things that we produce if we Every, had the money to. Everybody sitting in that auditorium had the same exact goal. I want <laughs> funding to get my screenplay made. Yeah. So yes, that, that is, so was there an acceptance speech to whoever won this award? Because they they could they could honestly say there sit there and say like I did not I did not think I was going to win this award today. <laughs> like I'm very surprised. I you know uh, there's a lot of like minded nominees and the fact that they picked my movie out. Looking back, uh, I don't believe there were any acceptance speeches. Fuck. People took their 99 cent frame and went back. What a miss on behalf of the. Award show, uh, I don't know. People who who made the award show, they should have they should have had acceptance speeches. It, it seemed like it was all very haphazard and thrown together last minute, and nobody really knew what they were doing. Was there any finger foods? No, that's disappointing. No food, and they had water for sale. No cash bar. No. Uh, so so did they, your date? Did she sleep over? <laughs> <laughs> So they they announce who won the if we if we had the funds to produce any of these scripts that got submitted this is the one this is the shining example who do you think got it I hope there was a four way tie <laughs> stage direction guy it was stage direction guy oh just like oh so our theory leaving that whole thing was the they just end? they accepted anybody who submitted. You got into the festival. So that was pretty much everybody that sent in a screenplay. Wait a minute. Whose theory? Is this what you're talking about with your date? Mine the dates, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So they clearly just, uh, there was no really acceptance or there was, no, there was no process to what they were doing. That's what you're talking about with your date? That, that was our, what our theory was. And mm. when they had those awards to give out, they put everybody up on a dartboard and threw darts. Because when that guy got the award for If We Could Afford It, the one screenplay we would produce, the one that made no sense whatsoever. Yikes. What was the the other one that had the quadriplegic lead? No. uh, Was there any other awards? Yeah. Did you win one? No. And I I put two and two together at the. Oh, I was so relieved. So did anyone yell out when they weren't when someone else won the award? Like fuck, <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, th- no one pulled a, a Spike Lee and stormed out. <laughs> but it, I, the upon, uh, like when I started thinking about things afterwards, the fucking festival was for movies that were a hybrid of horror and comedy, and I submitted a fucking kung fu stoner movie. <laughs> when I have a comedy horror script that I've written and submitted to festivals. Yeah. I completely fucking whiffed. Well, maybe they just didn't do this a good job of selling their festival. could have gotten made. I know. That, you know what? No. Because if you didn't win the award, if they really just did the random darts at the board thing and you lost, wouldn't that kind of hurt your confidence? I mean, come on. You should be killing comedy meets horror movie uh, film festivals, like that's 
That's your shit right there. I mean, I have submitted Zombie Beach Party to quite a few, and I think I have like an 80% uh, record of getting selected. Yeah, oh, you would have 100% been selected, right? I mean, according to your theory, they take anyone. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a... There's a 50-50 shot you win there. I mean, yeah, they let your stoner kung fu movie into a comedy horror festival. They would have accepted anything. Yeah. So you would think certainly a comedy horror movie. <laughs> but even the way they yeah. chose the scenes, like they chose that guy's scene, but that was nothing but stage direction. The, the scene they picked of mine, like granted they found one that didn't have any fighting in it, but they started that scene halfway into it, and then that scene ends with, the, with them running out of weed so he texts his dealer, Stashish, and then they plowed right through onto the next scene where they go to Stashish's house, and the first half of it sets up a joke, the second half of it pays off. So they cut that scene halfway through. So, so the act, them up, acting no it out payoff? made no sense whatsoever to anybody in the audience. So you think they did like the randomizer selection on how they were going to do the scenes? Like, Yeah, there appeared to be no thought put into any choices that they made <laughs> at all. All right, now Iron Long, we're going to go page uh, eight to eleven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> like when the when the the guy that was reading the stage direction went and scene, I was like, "What? What? No, no. You're not you're not gonna just read like a few more lines and pay off what you just set up." <laughs> okay. <laughs> you tell your interesting date, choice. If I was doing this, it would be funny. You'd be enjoying this. Unfortunately, she did have a very good sense of humor about it. Like. Afterwards, I was like, of all the fucking scenes, and she just laughed her ass off. <laughs> she was like, oh, maybe that was them just trying to fit in with the theme of it being comedy and horror. Fair enough. Um, sounds like she's... She sounds like a trooper. Yeah, she sounds like she likes poop jokes, so she should be in the Puminati. I think it seems like she tolerates them. Good point. I see. <laughs> this is a, kind of a notchy situation. She's not really a well, fan of I'll, farts. I'll say, but... though, I feel like... Sharon is more receptive to poop jokes now than she was at the start. Yeah, you, uh, it's an acquired taste. Now she realized that they're, you know, a part of her daily life at this point. So, yeah, because okay, this this outside noise it. might be a little bit distracting. Yeah, this one, the dump truck or the yeah the the, the trash, uh, the garbage truck. That's bad. I oh, did hear close. that, you unprofessional assholes. How dare you, Shuddy? How dare you, Kevin? All right. The studio is now soundproof, Shuddy. Are you happy? I really don't give a fuck. How often do I have fucking random noises in the background? I was just being a dick. Do you think think Sharon warming up to Shuddy and your poop jokes are because she hears my racist jokes and she's just happy that that's not them? No, she really only just hears my end of the conversation. All right. That's true, I guess. Well, she needs to hear our end, too, because we say some important things. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Like such important things as, would you guys like to play IMD Boner? Yeah. Yes, let's do it. It's time for IMD Boner. 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 (laughs) Wait, uh, what's? do we have any score or standings on this? I think I lost one. I'm 0-2, right? You guys are 1-1, one one, but Kevin is actually doing it today. So I'm dipping my... All right. Yeah, I wanted to... I feel like this is a fun game. So I, the I, wax. 
I don't I don't want Shuddy Boy to have to only be the host. I'd like to him I'd like Shuddy to be able to get a crack at playing as well. Okay. So I took the lead this time in IMD Boner. I hate so, being all time quarterback. I want to go out for pass pa- patterns the whole time. No idea what that means. But so uh if you're unfamiliar with what IMD Boner is, it is a movie trivia game where you go on IMDB and you click the tab for a movie that says I think it's parental guide. Yes, Parents Guide, I think, is the actual. So it'll give you a rundown of why a movie received the rating that it did, and it's broken up into categories. So we visit the sex and nudity category, and you have to try and guess the scene based on the sex and nudity No, guess the movie on the description of the scene. Well, I'm glad Shuddy's paying attention. I'm listening. All right, so here we go. First movie... And by the way, they are usually very sterile and uh, vague. So the first clue for this one is, a man and woman have sex in bed. The, women, the woman's breasts are seen several times. The scene cuts back and forth between a car pulling up to the driveway and the couple in bed and does not stop showing nudity until the girl puts her top back on. The room. No. That is a good guess, though. Oh, I don't know. I, mean, I need to hear another one. All right. Clue two. A woman goes underwater and rips a man's swim trunks off. He is then seen getting out of the pool wearing nothing but his jock strap. Varsity Blues. Nope. Summer Catch. No. Wild Things. Nope. Damn it. That's what I was going to guess, too. <sighs> the whole nine yards. How many fucking guesses does he have? You can guess, too. I know. You're just sitting there like a fucking lunk. I know. I can't come up with anything right now. Schindler's List. Hmm. All right. Now he's just saying words. (laughs) 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 Clue three. In the pool, there is a topless woman sitting on top of a man's shoulders. It's a fucking pool. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. No. God, is this a movie I didn't see? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. Incorrect. Where's all the pool parties? Uh, Fast times at Ridgemont High. Negative. I didn't know if there was that many boobies in that one. This is American Pie 2? Nope. All right. Ready for another clue? Uh, Sure. A teenage boy accidentally walks in on his preteen sister off screen, and she screams that he saw her naked. No nudity is obviously shown, and his other sister flashes her bra and underwear after he teases her about a boy stealing them. Fuck, Shuddy, this is this has got to be you. You got to get me here. I, I have nothing. I, I I I feel like I haven't seen this movie. I feel like I haven't seen this movie. I would say there's a ninety nine percent chance you have both seen this movie. Oh my god. Pools. Meatballs. Nope. Um I have one more clue. Risky business. No. That goes past because that was all the sex and nudity. So I did think that this one might be a little tricky if you're not super familiar with the movie. So if you want, I can go on to the alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Do it. Yeah, ETF, let's go. Some cannabis smoking. 
Some cigarette smoking, some drinking. One character vomits after drinking an alcoholic beverage with a cigarette in it. One character confesses to taking drugs every day. Another affirms such daily drug taking. Caddyshack. Yes. Point for Jeff. Nice. I've seen one. I've seen that once. Not a huge Caddyshack fan, believe it or not. Even though it's sports, and Bill Murray. So, I'm actually disappointed well played, in myself Jeff. for not knowing or for not liking that movie that much. Yeah, I'm. I'm very shocked by that too. I know it's like one of those weird things. It was like when I didn't eat bacon for like ten years. I didn't eat bacon for ten years, and I think that's weird. I I agree. That is very weird. I don't know. All right, next movie. A few scenes with some nudity and thrusting. There is a particularly lengthy one lasting a minute and 20 seconds where a woman's nipple is shown for 30 seconds. In another one, we briefly see a nude woman's breast um, and for a half a second, her pubic area. (laughs) And then we see her from the side for several seconds. The other two scenes are shorter it's all very consensual. Oh, it's a good. weird addition. Yeah. I don't like my porn to be that consensual, but whatever. By the way, guys, not rape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's also kind of inconsistent because anybody can type these things in. So, like, some of them are, are in weird broken English. Like, the, the language isn't always consistent. I wish some of them being emojis. <laughs> uh... I'll go Desperado. No. All right. No guesses, Shuddy? I'll go on to the next clue. No guesses. Two scenes of non-graphic fellatio. The woman's head is briefly seen bobbing. I know, not much to go on with that one either. Uh, I got it. Two scenes of non-graphic male masturbation. Hmm. No. It all seems standard to me. All right. Get ready to fire off on this next one. Okay. A man exposes his penis for about 10 seconds. Like, just Slash. Whips it out. Too. Not his real one. Uh, Boogie Nights? Yes. Oh, wow. The final clue for this one There's was... There's just too much sex, <laughs> yeah. you know? The, the final clue for this one was, after seeing his wife having sex with another man, shown clearly on screen but with no genitals seen, a man talks to another about his wife having someone's ass in her dick. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A flub that, that remained in the final cut. Get this ass of this cock in my, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's over there with an ass in her dick. One of the oh, man, one of the, I, that's really I that's one of the more like cringe-worthy scenes in cinema history. Like I feel so bad for him when everybody's just watching her like in a circle around yeah. her watching her get plowed on the yeah. driveway. Like I it's so like it's just I don't know. It's it's so embarrassing. It's hard to it's hard to like it's really hard to watch that scene. It's just like fuck, man. Cuz I like, he waited until the New Year's Eve party to smoke her eventually. Spoiler <laughs> alert. But, I mean, I, if he did it there, who would have blamed him? 
All right, Shutter, you're going to have to get this next one to stay alive. Yeah, all right. So fight, all... fight through that fucking edible. I get to kick you in the nut. <laughs> all right, first clue. A man and a woman go into a tent and start making out. The woman undoes the man's shirt, and he takes it off. Then she takes off her shirt, and we see her bare breasts as they continue to make out. Mm. Her breasts are only vis- visible for a couple seconds during the scene. Mm. Friday Daisy? the 13th, part two. No. Dazed and confused. Nope. Okay. All right, second clue. Yeah, please. There is a co-ed shower scene which depicts both male and female buttocks. We also see a couple of women's bare breasts. Shut you better get it. Just one of the guys. Nope. You pussy. Starship Troopers. Yes. <laughs> I've never seen Starship Troopers. Oh, well, what? Uh, give yourself another wedgie. Yeah, that's on you, Shuddy. You got like four wedgies to give yourself after this. God damn. How have you not seen one of the fucking greatest movies ever? <laughs> well, that's strong. Uh, that's a good one. I I don't like it that much, to be really? honest. Oh, my God. Starship I Troopers is like endlessly entertaining. I didn't even it's like, so violent. I didn't even like it when I f- first watched it and I was like 13. Oh, I watched it within like the last year and it's still amazing. I just liked all the titties that were out there, and I remember the being a co-ed shower scene. I remember my buddy like telling me, like, "Dude, this movie's got a co-ed shower shower scene." Like, chicks. Wait a second, dicks and tits. Oh my oh, god! Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> I save that stuff for porn, but ra- movie regs, love it. That was back in the day where the porn that I watched was through uh, static static television, right? It was, yeah. It was number ninety six. Yep. yep. So. Starship Troopers was an important moment in my childhood in many ways, but I don't think the movie was that good, so you're not missing much, Shuddy. I disagree. I think you would love it, Shuddy. But right when you said co-ed shower scene, I was like, all right, Shuddy, I'll let you have this one. <laughs> well, a, a rare a rare sh- uh, showing of sportsmanship from Jeff Clark. Yep. But not a rare showing of just ass pony. <laughs> and a rare <laughs> showing of defeat. On, by Wait, na- is that by all you name? got? Well, I've got. Is there a theme? I have no, not really. Okay. I have, I have a couple more. If Shuddy, you want to just play to try and regain a little bit of your honor. Sure. All right, next movie. Eh, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> At a party, it is implied that two people have sex. <gasps> okay. I. This we're talking movies. This is IMD boner, right? Okay. Uh, I got All nothing. Right. Second clue. There is a non-graphic sex scene with no nudity. Doesn't last long. Very brief. I'm shocked you guys have no definitive guesses. <laughs> All right, clue three. A bunch of people are shown mooning. Several bare buttocks are shown. Ugh. Neighbors. Nope. Mm, Revenge of the Nerds. Damn. Yes. Nice. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I've never even seen that movie. I just honestly, that was the most out of nowhere guess ever. Is that got my boy uh, Curtis in it? This it sure does. This game is making me hate both of you. Why? How have you never seen Revenge of the Nerds? How has Shuddy never seen Starship Troopers? What the hell is going on here? Revenge of the Nerds is what? 84? 83? Yeah. So, I, you know. But Caddyshack my, is like 80, I think. I know. I, I just, I tried to watch Caddyshack a couple times since watching it once, and I just, I don't know, I'm not a fan. The Revenge of the Nerds is less, I don't even really have 
a specific answer on why I've never seen it. Just, I think growing up, nerds was a bad thing in my head, and I wasn't excited about watching a movie about nerds. Like, Revenge of the Nerds, like, I'm not rooting for them, so whatever. <laughs> I mean, you could just go and root for the villains. <laughs> yeah, but in my, uh, growing up, uh, that wasn't in my thinking, clearly, so i never seen it. I don't know why I picked that as a guess, though. I feel like I've had to see because that scene. I said it earlier. Yeah, that's for sure. So it got in my head. But I feel like I have to, like, I think the only thing about the Revenge of the Nerds that I might know is the row of buttocks, right? Is that, yeah, is that row of buttocks? And it's funny because, like, when you watch it in, like, higher def uh, mediums, like, you know, it was filmed in the 80s. So it was seen on, like, shitty TVs, grainy film, and, like, VHS. You watch it on DVD, there are for sure buttholes and nutsacks in that mooning scene. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, you see pimples on these asses. I was kind of hoping that would be listed in the parental guidelines for Revenge of the Nerds. Like, slight anus areola and scrote, hanging rear scrote. Yeah, then I, me not seeing that movie would have really hurt me. Shuddy, would this clue have helped? A plate has a topless woman on it. Mm. No, I haven't seen it in a while. It's probably been 15 years. No, maybe not quite that long since I've seen it. Maybe 10 years or so. Uh, and I remember it being problematic even then. Yeah, it is kind of rapey. Like it's very rapey. And I didn't remember that from watching it as a kid. Uh, 80s movies are darkly rapey. Yeah, that that part did not stick with me as a child watching it, and uh, <laughs> like the it one was, nerd yeah. pretends like gets in the same costume, Halloween costume that her boyfriend was wearing, and like pretends he's her boyfriend, and is and like fucks her. <laughs> yeah, he, is she drunk? Well, no. First, no. She he goes oh. down on her, so like he takes the mask off right. to go down on her. And then when he comes back up to kiss her on the mouth, he doesn't have the mask on. And she's like, oh, you're that nerd. And he's like, uh-huh. And she's like, ooh, are all nerds as good at licking pussy as you are? Oh, wow. But that's definitely rape. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's, uh, hmm, that's punishable. Yeah, 80s comedies are sketchy at best. Not great gender relations in the 80s, but nope. good sex scenes. <laughs> All right, Chuddy, you have one last shot to to save yourself some dignity, and I believe in you. I don't, Chuddy. I think this is going to go bad for you. I'm hot today. All right, first clue. A woman becomes topless in front of a man. Her boobs and nipples are visible. Take it, Chuddy! <laughs> Come on, Chuddy. Now or never. Now or never, Chuddy. All right, I got one. White man can't jump. Nope. I thought, you know, because you know how much I like that movie, there's definitely a topless chick. Nah. All right. All right. What's the next clue? Unless Shuddy, you have a guess. Nope. A boy visits the prostitutes. There are several women with naked breasts. Shuddy. I feel like I got this one. Go for it. Is it risky I am business? Really high. Is this it one is risky very business? Di- this game is very difficult. <laughs> No, it is not risky business. Son of a bitch. You're still alive, Shuddy. All right. Come I, on, fight the THC. I call dibs on risky business. No one could ever guess risky business. Only I can. All right. Next clue. 
Nudity is from female breasts in some pictures. In parentheses, they are drunk in pictures. I'm, I don't think whoever wrote this, um, English is their first language. I don't have I don't have a guess. All right, you're still alive, Shuddy. A woman watches a pornographic movie in which two topless women are fondling each other's boobs. There are a lot of boobs in this movie. I like there this. are. What was my favorite movie ever? Hold on. This is a great movie for nudity, in my opinion. Showgirls. No. All right, next clue. A woman flashes her boobs and bra at incoming drivers to get a ride. She is seen shirtless. She is seen to be shirtless, but no nudity. And then it also includes this tidbit. The director shot a scene that showed nudity that wasn't used. Oh, his eyes only, huh? Fucking creep. Yeah. Free the oh. free the nipple. Isn't that what they say on the internet? That's what I always say on the internet. <laughs> uh, I'm struggling. I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. I, I got nothing still. I, I, I have know. no idea. All right. We saw more? Yeah. All right, cool. More, more clues. More tits. More tits. <laughs> I, I, I have to know this eventually. A boy and a woman kiss wildly in an alley. A boy and a woman. Huh. Later, she goes down on him, and it is suggested that she gives him oral sex. No nudity. Detroit is Rock City. No. Ugh. I like your gusto, though. Yeah. You're really confident about that one. To Die For right. by Nicole Kidman. Nope. I feel like right. she blew a boy in that movie. I have a feeling this might be the one that does it. Three women are topless, and one of them is sitting in a small pool. Her breasts and nipples are visible. When a man jumps in the pool, she tries to cover her boobs with her hands and move out. He tells her that she should remove a, quote, something on you, end quote. And then he motions towards one of her boobs. This makes her reveal... Her full boobs to him. He asks her to to rub under her nipple. Later, she pinches her boob and nipple on this advice. What the fuck? I haven't seen this movie. I, there's no way I've seen this movie. This came out in theaters? Yeah. Regular theaters? Interesting. I know Shuddy <laughs> has seen this one. I know Shuddy has seen this. I'd be I, surprised if you haven't, honestly, Jeff. I... I <laughs> I I don't know. I I don't have a guess. All right. Well, then this is the clue that'll that'll give it away. Either you've seen this movie or you haven't. All right. I don't. Okay. In one scene, a girl in a bikini has a beach full of naked men ogling her. Then all the men start to chase her. Predominantly male nudity, including full frontal genitalia. I got it. Nope. Euro trip. Yes. Nice. Jeff wow. Clark for the sweep. There was a lot of tits in that movie. Yeah. I did see it. Then we just kick ass. Yeah. Huh. All right. I'm surprised you didn't remember the scene where he tricks that girl in the hot tub to like try and rub a smudge off of her boob, but she just sits there rubbing her titties. I'm. I, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I watched it like I got really into that movie for like a summer and watched it like ten times, and I haven't seen it since. It was like the not. It's not even a fucking sequel to Road Trip, right? It was no. just like 
He just saw something. It was, there, yeah, right? it was just like, hey, Road Trip did well. Euro- let's, let's let's play off that concept. And they did it well. I feel like none of those guys. I have to go. I'm gonna look those people up at IMDb. Are, are any of those guys stars that I just didn't remember? In like, Euro Trip? Yeah, not really. I mean, except for Michelle Trachtenberg, who I did not realize actually shot nudity for that movie that they cut out. Wait, is she still doing anything? Like, where, where, where is she? I don't know. Where is she now? So, Shuddy, have you never seen Eurotrip? I, I've seen it, I think, once when it first came out on DVD. I feel like when we used to have parties at Dominic's house every weekend, like, somebody once a party would sing Scotty Doesn't Know. Yeah, because Dom's band covered it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, Matt, the Matt Damon cameo is fucking awesome, too. Yeah. Man, that was a point a in time where thing. Scotty Doesn't Know being played at a party always got like a warm response. I think it would just be so obscure people wouldn't even know. Like before, not nowadays, or most people wouldn't remember. Obviously, you or I would know, but I think uh, like she did Robot Chicken. So the movie came out in two thousand four. I think Scotty doesn't know at a party was cool slash acceptable until two. I'll even give it until two thousand eight when I graduated college, freshman year to graduating college. All right. And then I feel like in 2009, 2010, if you're still bumping that at a party or if that comes up, it's kind of like, all right, dude, you can delete that from the playlist. But I think at this point now, if it came back up, like now that we're a little older, if I heard that, I'd probably be like, fuck, that's awesome. You're a trip. <laughs> I am a little disappointed I didn't get this earlier. But Well, right. Shuddy, you can always blame it on the edibles, right? No, I'm going to blame it on just sucking at this game. I'm a much better host than I am participant. All right, I, I'll I chalk just, this up as an L. I didn't. I didn't want to have you completely be shut out because I feel like IMD boner. IMD, IMD boner. Well, well, it's not very fun to say. It is fun to play it. Well, Shuddy beat me in Trivial Pursuit. I beat him in IMD boner. So who's smarter? <laughs> I don't even know. Who knows? It's impossible uh, to tell uh, at this point. Now that we're even, I don't know. I think I'm smarter actually. That's since we're even. You do have the most. The, you have the the freshest W. Yeah, and yeah, that's what's most important. That's how you play in your last game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well then, let's round things out with some... Voicemails, yay! Now that we got this fucking thing working again, let's see what our friends in the Puminati have to say. All right, let's see. I think it just has to refresh, load the new voicemails. Oh, boy. I see the first lines of this transcript, and I'm really hoping it is who I think it is. Come on. Come on. Chewy Lee. Good evening, Mad Scientist Party oh. This is Digimate Kaka. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. I'm still alive. Much of the chagrin of uh, Jeff and Shetty Boy. Quick question. Me and Violet just saw uh, Avengers Endgame this morning. Uh, it was around 3.55, to be honest. But um, we're, we're – I oh, a major Doctor Who fan here. Shut up, Jeff, you know. You're not cool because you're gay. Uh, you're, you're totally cool because you're gay, you know, and all that. And, you know, sports. Oh, I can do sports shit. I guess. <laughs> no, but, like, we're, we're having a trouble wrapping our, uh, our heads around time travel. I told her the grandfather paradox, for instance, if Shuddy went back in time and killed his grandpa, he couldn't fuck his grandma. And then, you know, the, the, grand, the, the dad would 
then fuck the de- the mom and make Shuddy Boy. So <laughs> what's going on with that? Any uh, any options would help because she's like, no, no, totally. Because if I if I shot my granddad, then I would stay there and I'd be fine. Like, no, well, no, you wouldn't because you wouldn't have granddad during pregnancy. You're, you know, it's it's some crazy ass white people shit, I believe. So if you wouldn't mind, please help us out. And yeah, it's all good. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. And always magnificent show. You 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 do too much. You do too much. And well, did you hear Larry King had a heart attack today? Not sure how how that impacts you guys, but you know, sure that boy. Whoa, Larry King. Uh, I think Larry King's all right, so it didn't impact me much, right? This, Diddy Kaka. His voicemail was left a while ago. Not ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no, that was that was a recent one. Oh. Um, I'm very confused by what oh, happened. Yeah, I guess Larry it is King a little right? old. That was from April 30th. My <laughs> let me bad. go on Twitter though. Let me see if Larry King's still alive. I don't know. No, he did. Larry King did have to have a heart procedure. Uh, I think. And Tom Green has been filling in for him. Like I, I follow. What? I follow Larry King on Twitter. He was like my biggest booking. Like he's the biggest name I've ever booked, like solo with no outside help, for the show. So Larry um, King live is being guest hosted by host. Tom Green. Yeah, and Larry King is tweeting it out in promotion for every guest that Tom Green interviews in his place. Where is that air? I gotta see. Can I gotta see that? I think Aura I, TV. It's I like thought an Larry online. King was on CNN or something. Or no, he, 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 he moved something? to Aura TV. It's like an online TV station. Um, a few years ago, I think. I mean, Tom Tom Green's a solid Canadian. I, I I don't got anything bad to say really about Tom Green. That is that's kind of that's an interesting little factoid that you yeah, dropped. Speaking, on us. speaking of road trip, um, see, unfortunately, thanks to the praise and the voicemail, did you make Kaka? One of my blind spots is time travel. I don't know how to explain to you or Violet. Time travel. Uh, if I could, though, it's weird. There's there there are too many like the time travel paradoxes start to fucking tie my brain up in a pretzel. Like, okay, so I think that's the point, right? Even the filmmakers of Avengers Endgame have said like the the moratorium on spoilers has been lifted. Like, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame at this point, you really don't care about it. Yeah, you can't bitch. That yeah, much. so. Endgame spoiler alert, with Captain America at the very end going back in time and staying back in time instead of returning and living out the life he missed out on because he was frozen in ice. Yeah, I, I, in our initial review, I, I said, like, I, f- I feel like there's plot holes in that. While, while it is kind of like a sweet and endearing ending, if you really sit down and try and wrap your head around it, there's lots of shit that doesn't make sense. Like, does he also have to just leave his other previous self frozen in ice? So there's like a, a second Captain America that's just like trapped in hell so he can live out his ideal life. Well, let me uh, let me spin this back on you. Maybe time travel, like you can just write whatever you want on it because it's not possible. Like how how does anything in a time travel story? That was kind. I think I made this point during the End Game review. Is like once you get to time travel, it's like anything's possible. Like whatever. You know, like, yeah, now that the multiverse is a thing. Uh, oh, that's true. They did introduce the multiverse in the new Spider-Man movie trailer. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have multiverses, 
time travel I mean, for whatever you can do whatever you want i guess so he could uh, it could be a, a different universe where he went and married peggy that was the way that because i had a conversation with one of the guys at work about it and he said he pointed that that out as a possibility and it made enough sense that i stopped questioning it see th- this is my that after he that after he did what he uh after he put all the stones back he traveled to a different timeline to be with peggy this is the source of my frustration when it came to like what's good writing and like what's bad writing with this shit is just like I feel like if they if they write themselves into a, a hole or a corner they could just be like oh well multiverse it was actually this universe it's like oh wait what you know who I feel oh, time travel like oh all right cool all right you can time travel and go to another universe yeah anything's possible time travel when you work it into a story is always confusing, overly convenient, a little hard to follow, but I think the one of the best times it's ever been done was um uh X-Men Back to the Future. Days of Future Past. X-Men. Yeah. See? Not so bad. That was one of my favorite X-Men movies. What I felt like uh uh First Class was a little boring and a little underwhelming. Um Days of Future Past was fucking amazing. I love that movie. My and, brothers said that after rewatching First Class, they don't like it as much. And I feel like I've liked a lot of the X Men movies. I didn't like Logan that much, and I feel like that's counter to most people as well. Um, but yeah, like you said, just I don't know. Uh, did you make Kaka? I don't. Why were you tripping trying to explain time? Like it's, it's not explainable. It's not possible. Like I tell her that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, they you can't do time travel. I don't know. Like what would happen to me now if something if you went back in a time and changed like I don't I don't, I don't know and there's no way to know no one can know because like they do in one scene kind of try and explain it when Hulk meets up with the Ancient One and and they they do that whole narrative about like well look if you take the stones from this reality. And then once you get done with whatever you have to do, once you save the universe and time travel back to the same exact second and put the stones back, it's like the timeline never got interrupted. So I guess that's, if you buy into that piece, then the rest of it flies, I guess. I think if you... Still hurts my brain a little bit. Right. In in a movie, if, if one of the characters says time travel and then they start to do it type thing, if you buy in at that moment then that's it. You're just in, right? Because you can't go from like one time travel uh, plot point to the next, make, oh, that's not believable. Like, how do you believe the first time travel but not the second, right? It's just like, it's the same fucking shit. It's like, I don't know. They pulled it off. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. That would be my advice to you, did you make cock? I, I would tell her that Santa Claus isn't real as well. I'd say time travel and Santa Claus, just... Just rip the fucking band-aid. And also, if you ever do time travel, don't almost fuck your mom like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Yeah. Use time travel That's for weird. a way sweeter thing. Yeah. Don't go back in time and fuck your hot mom. Biff had it right with the sports alm- almanac. They I don't tell you that as a kid, but he was actually <laughs> doing it right. Every adult sided with Biff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do let's do another quick voicemail. And then, and then... Yeah, I have a quick review. Oh, all right. All right. Let's, I let's mean, sneak this in and do a review. 
Uh, hey guys, it's Pyro. So, oh, I, yeah, I don't fuck with the VG boards either. Should be, I totally agree. I ain't fucking with those things. Because, sure, I believe there could, in theory, be ghosts, and in the chance there are, I don't want to piss a ghost off and be fucking haunted or some shit. Or summon some it's demonic like he's entity. on the conveyor belt so you know of what, a dude, I totally fucking back you. Like, they're Have making more one. pyros. Oh, I, I, I... Thank you, pyro. I imagined he was buying groceries. <laughs> oh, it's... Like or was, visiting the burn ward. Yeah, it sounded like he was leaving his voicemail on Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so got yeah, lost. That's... that's <laughs> That's a that's a fairly deep callback. That's a, that's an older voicemail of Shuddy Boy being afraid of ghosts and Ouija boards. And I guess Pyro is on Team Shuddy. You guys are both scared of ghosts. I don't know. I feel like if ghosts were real, there's still the chance they could be like Casper. And they'll be friendly. Yeah. I mean, they're spirits. They can't, like, punch you in the face or anything. And I feel I'm very confident in my ability to communicate with people or things. And, and I'm kind of charming. Get me in a room with a ghost for a couple minutes. I'll figure it out. Oh, let's play some Fortnite, you pussy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to hit this bull? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you don't have a mouth? I'll blow you a shotgun. <laughs> it's don't... not gay because you're a ghost. Yeah, don't tell anyone. It makes me look like a fag. Oh, Jesus. Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you oh, had a review. No, I do, but real quick. Shuddy, are you... We were talking about this before we started recording... Are you so freaked out about ghosts that you don't like ghost movies? I feel like we've covered that in the past. I mean, I'll watch that. Depending, uh, I'll watch them. They scare me. They're the ones that kind of scare me the most. Like uh, the Conjuring uh, is ter- was terrifying for me. But it's an added bonus for you, right? Because I'm kind of jealous. Like, I wish that I was super afraid of something. I don't really like horror movies. It's not an added bonus for me. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, cause as far I... as scary stuff, like, I enjoy, like, haunted houses and stuff, which is weird since I don't really watch scary movies. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't like them. It's just that they, they, they scared me a lot as a kid. So I didn't seek them out and I wasn't really allowed to watch them as a kid because of the nightmares and shit. So as an adult now, because they weren't something I was into as a kid, they're not, you know, I don't go out of my way to watch them, but I'll watch them around Halloween time. All right. Word. See, I like being scared. So I like, I like scary movies. It's just, I'm, they're usually so formulaic and, like just retreading old tropes that like okay that wasn't super scary I enjoyed it that was a fun ride but I wasn't like scared while watching it see, when I actually see a movie that scares me then I'm just like oh this fucking rules I'm scared see this is a good segue into my movie trailer or my movie review because I I love horror movies like I like being scared if it's possible um what kind of like one of my bigger fears in life is like heights. There isn't really like good horror movies when it comes to heights, right? Yeah. Um, but do you have? Do you have? Um, since you're afraid of heights, do you ever have? I wouldn't necessarily say nightmares, but like dreams that play into heights. Not really. No. I have a reoccurring dream where I'm on. I'm on the top of like a 400 foot high column. That's basically the width of like a manhole cover. Nice. So it's so like it's, a torture. You just yeah. got to stand there 
So I'm, I'm stuck there peeking over the edge like, oh my God, this is terrifying. And then it slowly starts tipping over. Fuck. That is a horrifying dream. No. It happens no. a lot. And it's like super realistic too. No, that it's would be always horrifying. in the ocean for some reason. That'd be a hor- horrifying nightmare. Well, so you're going to land in water? Could be such a pussy. <laughs> it's a 400 foot fall you're still dying well you know just just uh, straighten up like a pencil you'll go through you'll go yeah, down why, really you, deep. why as it's tipping are you not running down the side of it yeah yeah because it's a dream logic doesn't has no place in it uh, it sounds like me and shuddy had to figure it out you're being a big pussy plus i feel like there's there's an engineer listening who will explain why that's not feasible i feel like once it picks up momentum and really starts falling you're not keeping up with that I think it's possible to keep up with that in your dreams if you just try. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Uh, what I are dreams? Believe what in are... yourself a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, if you can't accomplish something in your dreams, you really are a failure, Kevin right. Kraft. What are you reviewing, you cocksucker? Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things that really do fucking freak me out are serial killers. Uh, just because, like, senseless, random killing is proven. Like so it you does watch the happen. Ted Bundy movie. So I watched. Yeah. yeah so you can stream- avoid haunted houses if you don't want to be taken out by a ghost. You can avoid like going camping if you don't want to be killed by a slasher. <laughs> but if a serial killer, yeah, he'll get you anywhere. Right. Yeah. And I can't help but pick up hitchhikers. So <laughs> I'm in. I'm in trouble. Uh, yeah. So I went and, or excuse me and saw the Netflix original, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Incredibly fierce. Incredible, incredible. Clum- very clumsy title. Very clumsy title. Very clumsy, um, very clumsy movie. Um, like, so they partnered this movie up. Not partnered, but like they had the four-part uh, Netflix documentary series about the lo- uh, the lost tapes of Ted Bundy, and I thought that was fucking awesome. If you guys remember me reviewing that, I think I yeah. gave it five dicks. Like, I thought this was amazing. I didn't have as much hope for this, but like. I almost looked at it like similar to like the OJ stuff, like the OJ 25th anniversary thing that came out recently or 20 anniversary where people said the, the, the people versus OJ thing was really good. Um, and then the OJ six part documentary in ABC, I thought, or four part, I thought was really good, but it just depended on what you saw this time. I made an attempt to see both the, the show or the, the movie and the documentary and the documentary was far better. Zach Efron just, He's too good looking. Like he's too good looking. Like But wasn't Ted Bundy good looking? That's the thing is that I feel like that's a bit overrated. Like Ted Bundy wasn't creepy compared to the fact that he killed thirty six women and and in brutal, horrifying ways. Right? Like that didn't like John Wayne Gacy being creepy and being a clown kinda adds up. Or like there's certain serial killers i get like jeffrey dahmer is a fucking weirdo whereas like ted bundy is like a pretty normal guy and then like from like 12 a.m to like 2 a.m just like wigs out and like murders someone brutally and then like goes home but they didn't do like the, the movie itself didn't so it focused on two of the most interesting aspects of the ted bundy story to me which is how he kept relationships with two women while he was murdering or on trial for murder. So he was he had a relationship with a girl who was a single mother as he was like killing people. 
or killing women. And she was actually the one who gave the anonymous tip to the police officers that like, I'm kind of worried about my, my, my boyfriend, uh, Ted Bundy. Um, also it talks a little bit or, uh, it covers the, the relationship Ted Bundy had while he was in jail with like a former coworker who ended up getting pregnant. Um, while he was in jail, like he had like, he like paid off a guard to like turn around while he fucked this girl in like a break room. That's kind of crazy. But, um, what the story didn't really show was any like gnarly kills. Like, like Zach Efron is so good looking. Like for him to be believable as evil and to be scary, for it to be a terrifying movie, you have to show a shocking kill. And the fact that you did a fucking two-hour movie with Ted Bundy and didn't show a gruesome Ted Bundy kill. Does he kill people in it? No. So, Oh, so I, I thought you were just angry that the the murders weren't violent enough? No, he just... But like, there was just... They didn't really... They show, like, I think one murder towards the end. And it wasn't it wasn't gruesome at all. Yeah, I feel like that's something you're going you're gonna to kind of have to lean into. if Especially with that fucking paragraph of a title. Right. Talking about how extremely violent and puke-inducing gore or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, well, it's really... it's uh, The title is, like, uh, part of what the judge, the Florida judge, said to Ted Bundy as he yeah. was, like, sentencing him de- to death. The Florida judge was played by John Malkovich, who was fucking awesome, right? John Malkovich kicks ass and everything. The prosecuting attorney was played by Jim Parsons, which is very confusing because my understanding is that... Jim Parsons has fuck you money, right? Like super long money, right? So like is did he always want to do a Ted Bundy film? Like the 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 role that he was given wasn't very like it didn't give a lot of like leeway for him to show off his acting chops. Like it was just like a random like throw in like wow, you got like one of the most famous TV stars ever to be in this movie it didn't really add much I don't to know. It. he probably just likes acting and was like i want to try something that's not a silly nerd i wonder does he have no other options though like is he so typecast as a silly nerd like only netflix would give him the option to play something else maybe i don't know malkovich took a role in it fair enough but malkovich kicks ass and malkovich like judge ted bundy movie yeah i'll make that fucking i'll kill that I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah like Go with me on this. If you see Zac Efron playing as a serial killer in a movie, your your immediate inclination or thought is like, ah, come on, that's not going to be believable. He's not going to do that well. So to like, and the studio has to know that, the filmmaker has to know that going into it. So isn't the idea like, all right, we got to get a gruesome kill in in the first like ten minutes, like to make this fucking guy evil? Because otherwise, it's Zac Efron walking around. That was my assumption. Like, when I heard about it, it's like, oh, they're probably going to make this, like, super dark and disturbing. Right. And doesn't sound like they did. Nope, not at all. And mm. to me, it's like, that's the only way it could be done well, is if it's like, oh, my God, Zach. Like, seeing Zach Efron in a light that you've never seen him in. Like, this guy's a fucking... Ma- like, it's Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy has to be fucking scary. He has to be scary. I don't know. Like, you did a fucking two-hour movie on Ted Bundy, and he wasn't scary. It was Zach Efron. I suck one... Te- one Ted Bundy dick. Oh dang! I wanted to say the whole title, but I'm not gonna. I can't spit it out. So it's like one, although extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile dick. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I thought I was gonna suck more extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile dicks. Oh well, you can't suck them all, Jeff. Yep. 
You can't suck them all. Yeah. All right. Even though you want to. Shuddy, uh, we're going to be wrapping things up, so is there anything you would like to get off your chest? Uh, nope, nothing to get off my chest. Just still continue to keep your eyes out for the merch. I promise it's coming. All right. Well, thank you for listening, friends. I've said all my thoughts. Uh, make sure you check out riotcast.com and all the other fantastic shows that are on this network with us. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, help us out. Go to iTunes, hook us up with a five-star review real quick, and then just go on with your day. And if you really want more MSPH, if it's not enough, you can go to patreon.com slash madscientistpartyhour. We've got a couple tiers there. Uh, the $5 tier gets you a bonus mini podcast that we record every week after the main show. Um, the $10 tier gets you all of our individual shows. There's fucking tons of them. Uh, you got Shuddy Boy and Dominic, What the Fuck Did I Just Watch, where they review goofy movies. Jeff has Between Two Flushes, where he rants while taking a dump. And Snack Attack, I feel like we're, we're going to be recording a, another joint Snack Attack today, right? Yeah, I almost like a, a four-part little series here for the next month, if you want to do the Snack Attack for... Uh, a couple after, or start doing, start recording some snack attacks after MSPH. I'm in. Uh, I do my uh, nerd hole with Kevin videos. Uh, I got 60 seconds with Kevin. Shuddy Boy does videos, brap rapping in inappropriate places. We've got more stuff coming. And uh, if you're late to the party, you sign up, you get access to the entire catalog. So you can start from the beginning and catch up. Um, and then I think. We're going to put out, like, we do have the $1 tier, where if you just feel like tossing us a, a bone every month, you can sign up for that. And I think we're going to put out some phone wallpapers for everybody across all the tiers. Courtesy okay. of at Bobby Z 28 Yeah, shout out to Bobby. Bobby Z, the de facto Puminati designer. <laughs> so that's all there waiting for you uh, if you would like to partake. Um, if you want to be a part of voicemails, yay, now that we got that fucking up and running again, just call 201-472-0139 and leave a message after the beep. And as always, you can send your emails to madscientist at riotcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Kraft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff for a record. And at MSPH Podcast. Check it out. Thank you for listening, friends. And until next time, ooh, something. Good question. Check, check. Check, check, check. What a queef. Fucking queef. Hmm. Speaking of queefs, let's get Shuddy dialed up. I think, think I still got this setup done properly. Meow, meow, meow. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, nice. Meow, meow, meow. Did you play the circle game when you were in high school, middle school, an adult, maybe? Is that the jerking off game? Maybe. Yeah. Probably in your circle, friends. The person whom you're trying to reach is currently on... Ready to roll my butthole. I think he meant ready to roll on NHL. Yeah. He's past the loading screen. And oh. he's nope. in his game. We do Skype on my terms. I call you.
Is that what happened? Okay. I think so. Did you send him the voice? Shuddy? Or is he here? All right, cool. I think Yo, he's here. Sorry. I don't know why it wouldn't let me answer. Well, Kevin's got some end. conspiracy theories about up. it. Yeah. I don't think it was in your character to answer. Yeah, he on was the first row. Oh, shut up. He's insinuating <laughs> some homo homo activity out of you. I'm trying to get as much trolling mileage out of that whole narrative as I can. Yeah. But I'll, we coming in loud and clear, Shuddy? I'll bear the burden loud of trolling from here on out. And I'm just going <laughs> to warn you now since we're recording early, I'm probably going to be pretty smacked up. What? You I'm do you do hard drugs going... during your days? No. I found a new vein between my toes. <laughs> I'm gonna eat a whole edible. Oh right my now. goodness! Sweet. Well, right. well, the clock is we'll counting. See. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a little bit of a, dera- a delayed reaction, and we get a a, a fully in- edible sponsored Shuddy's news in the Patreon. I have a feeling. Um, Slow-mo Shuddy will be filling in for Shuddy Cronkite. <laughs> Yo, today in Florida. New Luckily, year. I pre-read the articles this week, so maybe I'll have an idea of what's going on. Nice. Shuddy Cronkite, I like that one. Shuddy Brock, bro, uh, Brokaw would be good. Shuddy Cronkite, let's do that one. How about um, Shuddy Carlson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Shuddy, Shuddy O'Reilly Shuddy Dobbs yeah, sh- uh, yeah. I want you to rub that uh, falafel on your pussy <laughs> Yeah, Shuddy Hannity's just too That doesn't work Yeah, too easy uh, Call him Shuddy Maddow He's kind of a lesbian sometimes <laughs> No offense if you're into that sort of thing <laughs> I'm into lesbians <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. Don't throw us away In a sense, I'm into lesbians too we're on the same page there, Rachel. Uh, hey, did you guys watch uh, Game of Thrones? Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, I did. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Do you, do either one of you have thoughts on the episode? Because mm, no. I think we should do them now. No thoughts. Instead of the main episode. I, I know we've talked about that previously, so I think yeah, that was probably the time. a good idea. All right, we should inform people who haven't caught up on Game of Thrones. The spoilers are starting now. Yeah. So instead of listening, go give yourself a wedgie. Um and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. But from here on out, I've heard from talk- a couple of people that once they saw the episode title of Endgame of Thrones, they knew they had to put off listening to that episode for a little bit. Oh man. And then caught up on it and sent some thoughts. Wait, so you t- wait, the title of an episode was Endgame of Thrones? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the week so- we yes. reviewed Game of Thrones and Endgame. Yeah, yeah, you can't do... Where we set a world record for longest Easter egg. Damn right. I don't think we're going to break that record this week, but we might have to break it next week. A little teaser. I think. Our... Me and Kevin are definitely seeing John Wick 3. Shuddy, where... how do you... Are you going to watch it next week? I'll watch it. I have... Uh... Oh. It's major. AMC it's major. Movie Theater's uh, version of Movie Pass. So, yeah, I can I can squeeze in going to see John Wick 3. I hope you don't look at it like that. It'll be, it no, should be your I goddamn mean... honor to go see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to pay for it, so it'll be a lot easier to make the time than if I was spending the money. 
I might have to get one of these AMC movie passes. I would too if AMC theaters didn't suck major wiener holes. See, I have Matt AMC. They're the only theaters really around here. Oh, that sucks. See, the AMCs that I have around me are, are fucking solid. Yeah, I don't think they suck. There's one that I went and saw Endgame again last week, and that was at a hood-ass theater, but there were only six people in the theater. Hmm. Anyway, so Game of Thrones. Uh, I re- was this episode called The Bells? It was called The Bells, yeah. yeah. When did the, uh, uh, the titles hit HBO now? Because I think once the episode has finished airing, maybe a little bit after. Hmm. Because they don't want... They don't want any clues coming out. Right. They don't want, yeah, they don't want the title to spoil what the show could be about. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Even though it would be hard to pick up on the bells. Uh, No, I, I, me and you were talking a little bit before we started recording. Uh, I agree in the enjoyment of the episode. I will say that, like, I thought it was, like, you know, it was enjoyable TV. It was entertaining. I, I, I had fun with it. But I'd also be lying if I said it wasn't, you know, a letdown. And the season itself overall was disappointing. Oh, huge letdown. Oh, you agree? The game bowl was whack as fuck. Oh, baby, shuddy coming in. Oh, dang. Love it. I thought uh, it was a little a, a little lame myself. I agree with you. Keep yeah, going. it was so, like, it was just so, almost like an afterthought. And that fucking doofus fucking being the one that really, that almost killed Jamie. Ugh, just... Oh wow! So you're going right in on the, the here on Jamie battle. I have yeah, thought about was, that one too. That was whack. Uh, and fucking Daenerys, fuck her. Oh shit! So are you mad about the show? But do you, do you like the way that she turned, or like were you mad about the execution of that as well? No, I mean, I no, I the execution I had no problem with. It was the act itself that just uh, fucking stupid. See, what? No. Yeah, it sounds like you're angry, Shuddy, because I can't believe my queen would do that. <laughs> no, I had no, I don't have any. It just, the way that they built the care, I just didn't, I don't know. See, I feel like they've been laying the groundwork for this forever. I think that's bullshit. <clears throat> I'm with Shuddy on this one. I, I don't think breadcrumbs, I don't think leaving breadcrumbs throughout eight years or eight seasons did enough for the epic turn that she did. In like 30 minutes. Yeah. Like that. It just was such a. Like she wasn't on camera. Because I don't think that character. Or at least that actress. Could believably get that evil. Whereas Cersei's always that evil. And so they just kept her on the dragon. And she just torched the city. Which is like. It was fun to watch honestly. As like a horror movie. Like it was cool. Yeah. And like that's. And like. I sat there and kind of said that's what she should have done the whole time. So, like, when I see it, I'm not going to bitch about it. Like, like, yeah, she has a dragon. Fucking use it. Like, go Hiroshima on King's Landing. She pulled it off, so it was cool to watch it. But, like, just, like, how she got there was kind of confusing to me. It was like, well, I mean, because I don't think she – I don't even think she's that evil. I don't think this is an impeachable offense. Like, you don't think what she did Cersei. was very evil? I think I mean she could have just beelined it straight for the tower, yes. straight for the red keep, yeah, she and destroyed could have gone it. right to the red right. keep with no issue. But she torched but, the entire city, as she said at the beginning of the episode. Fear it is. So she's given up diplomacy. Uh, yeah, 
But she then really she said that <laughs> it wasn't fear. Like she murdered she everyone. Said that if like, yeah, to, to snap everybody else in line. Yeah. See, I feel like for a couple episodes now, Tyrion has been up her ass about like, please, whatever you do, don't torch King's Landing. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Like for episodes. Mm-hmm. So like, obviously Tyrion, this is something he feared would happen, and it did. And then everybody, like, I, I remember finishing the episode last night and just being blown away. Like, God, that kicked so much ass. That was awesome. I love the fact that the fucking Mad King went full circle. Um, I thought it was a great turn. I thought it was a great twist. I feel like if it didn't go that way, it's, they're just shooting str- too straight up the middle. Dude, it's I don't want Game of Thrones isn't going to be wrapped up with a nice, pretty fucking bow. Yeah, I don't know why everybody thought if, that was how it was going to happen. She should have went evil. If this there should be another season. happened at episode three, I would not finish the series. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, he's pissed. I'd be way more jacked up. I think there should be more happening past this. I'm down for the turn, but, like, cement that she's evil. To me, it's still up in the air. But you don't even think it was evil that she did. I, I, I think... Uh, was it you? I'm already losing. Either you or Shuddy just made the great point. Like, she should have just kind of beelined it to King's Land, like, right to the Red Keep, we, right? Yeah, she could have. She, yeah. She, like, so her just lighting up the whole city, like, literally going Hiroshima, like, that's a bit much. You know? After she, the city surrendered. Right. And, the, and like, what? Yeah, going, even the groundwork for that was, was laid, I feel. Not really. Not to me. Not to me. She was called the breaker of chains. Yeah, she murked some some like royal families that turned against her, or the Tarleys, or or maybe she was a little heavy handed with the dragon. But like her just nuking all the citizens was like he just didn't see it coming. And like she really never. Maybe it was a little bit of Amelia Clark as the actress, but she never got that evil. Like you thought that all right, maybe she could turn evil, but like. I feel like you need a couple episodes to really cement her. But you as said like that wasn't villain. evil, right? I'm having a hard time following your I, strings here. But like, so you don't think that her torching the city was evil? But now you're saying it's too weird for her to be so evil. I think no. I think torching the city was evil. Okay. But I'm saying they didn't do a good enough job selling her getting to that point of like because to me, I feel like if they if they went any heavier with it, it would have been too obvious i think it has to be obvious like to me it's just like that's the big thing oh she's a psycho too like her father oh fuck Uh oh and she has a dragon like i how the fuck are the starks and Jon snow gonna figure this out in an episode also i don't know i mean i i I, i'm with you on that where i feel like they definitely could have gotten way more episodes out of this season Mm -hmm. um but I'm also sure that all these writers and producers sat in a room and plotted all this stuff out and figured we don't need to drag it out. We feel like we can tell it. It seems like I'm, I'm in the minor- minority here. I thought that episode was sick, and then I went on Twitter, and everybody was just fucking flipping out. But, but even, like, I'm, I'm reading, like, blogs and articles about, like, HBO told them, like, they gave them more money. Like, the writer's like, nah, we're good. No, nah, no, nah, like, we're going to end it here. And they're like, nah, like... We'll give you more money, like to do more seasons. And they're like, no, we feel like they have like a seventy-three hour 
thought in their head. They're like, oh, you can, we're only going to do 73 hours worth of story. I guess that, and that's what they're sticking to. And I'm just saying, like, that's a bad choice. And I feel like they're, again, they're cutting corners with the character development or, or wrapping up how the characters are. And you see it with the first scene with Varys. Like, I'm sorry, the Jon Snow that I love, that we, that we watch for eight years, wouldn't let Varys get done like that. That was bullshit, with what happened with Varys. Like, like, he just, he took information and lobbied a suggestion. He wasn't really plotting plotting treason. He was just like, listen, this guy has won all the major battles, has royal blood, was riding around on a fucking dragon, and they were singing songs. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm, pro, I'm pro Daenerys too, but like, come on, you see it. And that turns into like treason that he gets torched with. Like, Jon Snow, I don't think would have, would have, would have in, in previous seasons, would have just let him do, let her do that. And like, the fact that he was like, all right, yeah, you betrayed our queen. You're going to get torched. Like, I feel like it's such a departure from the character itself. It, it's kind of lame. See, I just read that as John sees the writing on the wall and he's been seeing the writing on the wall, but he's like, fuck, I got to just, I really don't want the Iron Throne, so I'm just going to do my best and just cross my fingers and hope that she's making the right moves. But he, no, but for eight years, he's always like, what's good for the, uh, what's good for the goose isn't necessarily good for the gander. Like he's always about the team. That's what made Jon Snow great. Like worrying about like civil, like we got to stop the dead because the living is all that matters. And now it's just like, no, nah, that's my queen. Like whatever. She's going to light this guy up for, I mean like Varys's intentions were good. It wasn't like he was like, fuck her. She's out to get me. So I'm going to get her first. He was like, listen, like again, this guy wins all the battles. Like John, everyone likes him. Like maybe he's the guy. Right. And then like he made a great point when like Tyrion's like, well, he doesn't even want it. It's like, yeah, that's kind of the point. Right? Like, I'm, I'm looking. I, I just opened Twitter and the first tweet I'm seeing is someone screen capped two tweets from this chick. The first one is Danny on a dragon with like a war face. And she says, I hope she burns King Landing to the ground. Next tweet after last night's episode. Ten years developing a strong, loving, and kind-hearted character just to ruin everything she stood for in one season. So, like, even that chick was like, last week, burn it to the ground! They burn it to the ground. She's like, oh, why'd you do that? I am. I, I think, I think, I just think a lot of people don't know what they wanted from this season. But that's I, fair. I feel I that's like... Fair. That's a fair. That's a fair take by you. I feel like giving us a year off to film these final six episodes, people have just been spinning so much stuff in their head and hyping it up and just salivating for the final fucking season. And now that it's here, like that no one likes any choices that are made to wrap things up. I agree. I feel like if they just went straight up the middle and kept everything safe, people would be bitching that, Oh, that's so out of character for game of Thrones. It's usually all about the twists and changes in characters and shocking moments. And they just, they just put Danny right on the throne. What the fuck? Now uh, Danny plays into the Mad Targaryen, the Mad King slash Queen, and people are like, oh, what the fuck? A twist? I don't know. I liked it. I'm going to find you on something here. All right, so there was a moment in this episode where I was at, like, my fucking, like, my, my interest was at its highest, and I was on the edge of my seat, and... And you remember the long night when when Miss, uh, Melisandre, excuse me, lit up the Darthraki swords. Yeah. Like if I was live betting that at the moment, I would have bet my bank account. Like that would have been like following this moment, it would be the 
greatest 60 minutes of television I'll ever see. I'll ever see. And it declined from, from my perspective, it declined at that moment. Now, when Sandor and Arya are walking in to the fucking city and everyone's running out and they got that shot that's going behind them, I was like, I'm like, fuck yeah. And like Arya, like the way her shit ended, that wasn't whack. Like they get to the building and he was just like, nah, this isn't worth it. And she was like, oh, okay. Like, come well, on. Like you get to the fucking building. You, you've made it your life mission to fight Cersei. You guys are traveling how many hundreds of miles on fucking horseback having God knows what conversation. And then they're in the building and he's like, nah, now's not good. Like that's right. not lame for you. Here's, here, here's my thoughts on that. Okay. So they went off to he cl- Sandor clearly wanted the Clegane Bowl. Arya yep. clearly wanted Cersei. Uh, yep. So that's what they set out to do. They get there, and I don't think either of them was expecting Danny to just flip her shit and nuke the city. Yeah. So when they got in the Red Keep, and everything's falling down around them, I feel like he made a solid point, like. Is this really what you want to do? You want to die to take this chick out who's just going to die when this place crumbles anyways? Or do you want to get out of here and go be with your family? And I feel like she made the right call. We can't. Things, things changed last minute. But we said last week, I was like, you should have bolted with Gendry. Like, that's a good idea. Like, why don't you just go with him, get fucked by that guy, run a, run a land? But no, her destiny was to die for, and like, check people off her list. So she gets to the point. She's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know I'm not coming back from King's Landing. She gets there as everything's burning down. She's like, nah, fuck it. Like, whatever. Like, I don't know. In my, in my opinion, that was a smart move. And this was another thing that I had, an issue that I had with the show itself is like, Cersei had no fourth quarter moves. Like, she's just watching the dragon, like, burn everything down. She's like, yeah, all right, well. Yeah, I think that was her arrogance. I think she yeah, saw. We have the scorpion. No, we don't. Oh, well, we have the iron fleet. Nope. Oh, well, shit. We're fucked. But she never. That's re- kind of how she. She never relied on her arrogance. She was always cunning and just like the most ruthless bitch. Like she got literally got to the fourth corner. And was like, no, I, I don't know. We're gonna hope and we'll not die. We're not gonna Four die. Like, what the fuck? Like, like See, wait I a second. I I read that as like the last time, Danny made a move. They took one of her dragons out. Like, like that. So I feel like Cersei was like, all right, sure, come at me with a dragon. I'll kill that fucker too, and then we'll just lay waste to your army. Mm-hmm. But that, but Danny just dodged all the arrows, destroyed the fleet, and killed all the took out the scorpions, so, and she was kind of fucked. So maybe it was too easy to get the first dragon in the first place because she went from not not having really any battle strategy to going to Maverick from Top Gun. Like she's dodging arrows, lighting up the whole fucking city, and I don't know. I um I'm with Shuddy though on the Euron thing too, man. That that's kind of a fucking Almost a wasted character. Definitely a wasted scene. And that fucking moron, like, I guess that's part of the, the, the character in the show itself, but, like, he really died thinking that he killed Jamie. It's like, nah, bro, the building collapsed on Jamie. Like, like, like had Kyber not got killed, which pisses me off as well, like, he probably would have been patched up and good to go. <laughs> you know? Like, and he goes, like, I'm the man who killed Jamie Lannister. Like, like a that wasn't your biggest accomplishment you killed a dragon and b you didn't even kill jamie like you saw him walking away right like why do you think you won (laughs) like i don't know i I thought he kind of sucked at the end the end too um were you pissed off about Varys going down or were you just like whatever 
I've had my issues I with liked, him over the series, but I thought he, I like Varys as out. a character, but it seems like he served his purpose, and I feel like that first those scrolls he was writing in the beginning of the episode, those went out. So Varys's fuckery will continue for the rest of the series. I mean, granted, we only have one episode left, <laughs> but that's yeah. that scroll is going to fuck some things up for people. That's true. So even though he's gone, I think his actions are going to contribute right up until the end. What do you think? Uh, don't you think it's kind of a dick move from Jon Snow to just let Varys get smoked? Am I in the minority on this one? No, I do. Like, that's not a departure from Jon Snow? Why? Does he usually interfere when people are being executed? I mean, he did save Vance Rate Ryder. What was his name? Mance, Mance Ryder? Yeah. Mance Ryder. But Mance I'm Rider, saying, he, like... Yeah, he shot him so he wouldn't burn to death. But, like, I don't know. He's letting Danny do her thing. She's the fucking queen. I think it is him trying to, to show that he doesn't want to usurp her. So he's not trying to... Yeah, I think put he's, in his two cents. Yeah, I think he's done trying to like challenge her in front of people because I think he sees the writing on the wall that she was snapping. Do you think? Um, but then, why does he let her snap? I don't think he had much of a say in the matter. She snapped. I like, mean, I, here's here's my whole thing. Like, so Danny's whole quest, like most of the time when she shows up to a city, like people are throwing themselves at her feet. She's getting that whole crowd surfing thing going on. She's just, every step of the way, she's had people just, like, falling at her feet and sucking her dick. So now that she gets to the north, and people aren't just immediately dropping down and sucking her dick, she's starting to question herself. Like, she's had this same method that's been working this whole time. Right. This isn't working for the north. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, she, like, her best friend gets well, killed. Well, because she's not she saving them from anything. People are only following her because they're, she's saving them. And that's how she what looked she at it. I'm saving the pe- these people from Cersei. She's a tyrant. But, but the North was a separate kingdom in their eyes. Well, she I helped think, them against the fight to the death, or against the death, though, right? The yeah. dragons helped against that. Right. Yeah, without her, the, the, the Night King would have just ran through Winterfell and killed everybody. Well, I understand that. But what I'm saying is they weren't an oppressed... Like she, When she saved you know, the Unsullied... And the slaves, they were being oppressed. Exactly, which is why her shit's not working defeated. in the north. Right, that's what I'm. I, that's we're saying the same thing. Oh, it seemed like I'm you agreeing. were agreeing. It, it seemed like you were trying no, to. No, I'm an saying they're not take. falling at her feet because they're not an oppressed people that she's swooping in and saving the day. Exactly. So she's helping this them is, fight a cop. Yeah. So she's of course it's been easy for her to be this like benevolent breaker of chains when everybody is just bowing to her. But, okay, so doesn't that also, like, raise questions for you? Or not questions, but, like, isn't that confusing on how she became evil? Because you're just saying... I just explained exactly why. But she's doing benevolent things throughout the entire entire course of of the episode, or of the series, and then... Like, randomly on a dime, she makes a turn. I don't think it was on a dime. Everybody keeps saying it's on a dime. I don't think it is. Okay. Um, I think her finally facing, like, resistance, challenge to her rule, especially when she's amassed so much fucking power throughout the show, and now when she's, like, right at the finish line, things are starting to fall apart, people are questioning her leadership, 
her 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 dude doesn't want to fuck her anymore. She finds out she's not actually the rightful heir to the throne. Yeah, like and it's her not dude's even a cousin or is her is her nephew. Yeah, like it's not even questioned anymore. Like you, she has been on this self righteous path. Like I am. I do have the rightful claim to the throne. That's my fucking throne. I'm coming to get it. Right at the finish line, people are questioning her her authority, and she learns she does not have a claim to the throne. I feel like it's easy to be benevolent when everything's going your way, and then when shit goes sour, that's when you see what somebody really is, and she's a fucking Targaryen. I feel like... And so is Jon, but he's always benevolent, even when it's not easy. But not to Varys. That's like they say, every time, uh, every time a Targaryen's born, the gods flip a coin. Were you... Were you uh, oh, nice. Were you disappointed in the end of Jamie and Cersei? Because that, that felt like a little anticlimactic to me. Yes. A little bit. Yeah, a fucking building falls on them. I was thinking that... I mean, in the end, uh, sorry to cut Aria you off, Shuddy, but still be... in the end, uh, that's still a merc for uh, Danny. That's true. She knocked the palace down, so Danny killed Jamie and Cersei. Sorry, Shuddy, go ahead. That's okay. I was thinking that Cersei was... That Arya was still going to be in the map room... Uh, when Cersei came down, and that was gonna, ha- they were gonna cross paths, and that's when Cersei was gonna bite it, and Jamie was gonna get there too late. But we had the snivel fest instead. <laughs> so it seems like Game of Thrones has just sailed. No matter what happens next week, you guys are, you guys are off the wagon, huh? I mean, I'm gonna watch it, and I still, again, I I enjoyed what I saw overall. You know, yeah, spe- it was so violent when they were fucking slaughtering everybody. I'm just saying, like, they built up such an expectation that I was hoping for more. And I don't think they've given themselves enough runway to effectively land the plane. And, yeah, I liken it to sports. It's just kind of like my favorite, you know, my favorite. It's like Eli Manning throwing fourth quarter fucking interceptions. Like, Jesus, man. Like, come on, guys. That's my feeling on it. I don't know. Shuddy, what are your final thoughts on the penultimate Game of Thrones? Uh, lackluster. Man, I was, I was holding my breath that whole episode. My fucking hands were sweating. I was, I was, I was visibly annoyed with it. Because <laughs> Sharon's like, you're not liking this, are you? I'm like, no, not, not even at all, a little bit. Oh, wow. Shuddy. It really got into your emotions, huh? Well, it really got under my craw, yep. I'm, I feel like I'm with... pissed at the, the Davids or the the bees. What are they? What are, what are the writers' names? They're da- both oh, David, David Benioff, Benioff and Dana, David Benoit or some shit. Whatever. Anyways. I feel like, uh, I don't know, Jamie Lannister has just been, like, as much as they turned him around and made you like him, he did some fucking despicable things, and I think in the end, if you really gave him a choice... At the end of the day, all he really gave a shit about, I think, was Cersei. Dude was just too in love with really Cersei. I really enjoy the scene between Tyrion and him. I feel like that if you was... gave Jamie a choice, said like, hey, do you want to survive this whole thing, or do you want to die with Cersei? He would have said, I want to die with Cersei. Well, that's pretty much what he did. Exactly. Exactly the choice that he was given. I don't know. I feel um, like I've been... I, I feel like this was, this was cool. The, the whole Mad King thing has been tea since the beginning. To see Danny flip, I thought it was fucking cool. I love it when heroes fall. 
Did you? I think it's such a cool plot. So you thought I just never saw her turning into the Mad King. I never saw that happening. And this twist doesn't feel like, like, oh wow, like it doesn't. It's not like a huge moment for me. It's just like kind of. It's just odd. That's how it landed with me, at least. Um, I had another note, but I'm kind of spacing out at the moment. Uh, I'm still excited for the final episode, obviously. Um, Oh, Bran, like, what? Is he going to be a thing? Is he going to matter? Like, I hope, right? Yeah, how did he fucking see this coming? Like, he's useless. It's 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 getting to the point of frustration for me. I mean, actually, I'm past that point now. I'm just like, Bran, what the fuck, dude? Are you going to do anything out here? I feel like that happens a lot when characters become, like, omnipotent. They right. sort of only leak out what they have to. That's so who true. knows? Who knows what happens next week? Also, I'm confused on how Tyrion isn't a villain in everyone's eyes. Like, this guy's the worst. Snitches on Varys, right? Let's his brother out of jail. Uh, he's, he's walking through the town that, that where the buildings are crumbling, the dragons are, are, are letting everyone on fire. And, like, he's not even somewhat concerned about getting trampled to death or, or a bull, uh, rocks falling on him or getting hit by... Getting hit by uh, uh, errant flames or, or or stray bullets, whatever you know, it's fucking. I hate that guy. I hate that he keeps he keeps living, and I guess that's the one thing about the whole story that I'm a little frustrated about. Just the story itself, in terms of like rooting interest. I I am mad that they killed Davos too. Dav or not Davos, Kyburn. Excuse me. Kyburn uh, deserved better than what Game of Thrones gave him. Yeah, you have. <laughs> A very odd affinity to that guy. I love. Which I don't get. Well, here's who I was rooting for. I was rooting for Cersei. I was rooting for Kyburn. They're both dead. Really like Davos. I'm off of Jon Snow now because of what he did with Varys and how he, how the move that he pulled with the Varys thing. So I'm mostly Davos, partially still a little Jon Snow, if I'm being honest. That's who I'm rooting for. And I don't know. Davos has no path to victory. So I don't know. I'm. I'm cool with Carnage. I am cool with Carnage in the final episode. I mean, it seems like that's what it's going to be. Out. I have no idea. Yeah, which I I like. I I yeah. I'll 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 credit the writers on that. I really don't see how this plays out. Cause like, did she did did Danny destroy the Iron Throne? Like she we haven't seen everything. So like it, the Red Keep is completely gone. Yes. Look like uh, it's it, how right? I would take it if it fell down into the lower reaches of the keep where Jamie and Cersei were. The whole keep has to have come to the ground. Yeah, like they could rebuild it there where it was, but I mean, it, the Red Keep 1.0 is demolished or whatever point oh. Yeah, so the throne would be gone. Um, I, I can't see them just like wrapping it up with her being the mad queen and just chilling, but maybe I wouldn't hate it if it's, if it's well done. I don't even know what I'm hoping for. And when I say that, but yeah, I don't know what I'm hoping for either. Like I'm not rooting for Sansa really. I mean, I like her and all I, I, Jon Snow was my favorite still. I, I like him, but he would have to kill her. Like I, I, the, 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 the finale, they're, they're going to have to move at warp speed to wrap this up in a believable way that isn't Danny sitting on the throne, right? 
Yeah. Like Arya, Sansa, and Jon Snow are going to have to come together, decide to kill Danny. Someone's going to have to be the king. So then it would have to be Jon Snow, right? But then does Sansa kill Jon Snow? And if all that happens in 85 minutes, it's like, whoa, what the fuck? If they do it well, then all right. But I don't even know how that's possible. So like, if any, if it ends with Danny not on the throne, and someone has to be there, it would be it's gonna be, it would be kind of surprising. So I'm just I don't see- know. I just I I'm, I'm hearing arguments on both sides. Like, oh wow, this season's moving too slow. Now it's moving too fast. It's like what? I don't know if I've stayed consistent. I don't. I think they have. They're rushing the ending. I don't know. I've seen like the the episodes where there aren't giant battles. People are like, "Oh, what a boring waste of an episode. Moving too slow. Oh, it's moving too fast. Oh no, there's twists." I don't know. I've been enjoying it. I've been liking the season. I think you're in the minority, and I you're think a pussy. I am. You should give yourself a wedgie. I think. Uh, I think I'm I'm on I'm on the side I'm happy with. I like enjoying Game of Thrones. I'm enjoying it too. Overall, overall, I mean. I would rather watch Game of Thrones than spend eighty-five minutes doing anything else than Sunday night. So I'm happy. And with you it. didn't, you didn't Agreed. like Clegane Bowl. You didn't like them battling. Uh, the action itself was all right. I don't know. It was the, the, the how they both he tackles him into the fire. I don't know. I don't know. It was fine. It's like. It was kind of lame that you're able to just stab this fool in the eye and he can pull it out, but that is the point is that no one's killing the mountain. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so he's I don't already know. dead. So and how do you kill somebody who's already dead? Right, and I don't want to be a victim or I don't want to you know, be the person that you're bitching about, like complaining about something and then when you get it, being mad about it. You know, So the Clegane Kling- Bowl was all right, and they both had to die. It was weird when he when the the mountain took his or got his helmet knocked off. He kind of looked like Varys. Right. I was like, oh wait, that's Varys. <laughs> Honestly, like I don't. I'm confused on how Sandor was able to mount any offense as he's lifted off the ground by his eyes. Like, but whatever. Hey, hey. Because I feel like that's a pretty conclusive finishing move. Like, if some yeah. guy is going to grab you by your eyeballs and squeeze your fucking skull and raise you off the ground, I don't see how you walk from that. Like, how you end up even tying the fight. Like, how you get a draw. That's a 10-0 round. They don't even have those. <laughs> like, you know? Like, they don't have those. And somehow he got a draw in that fight. But whatever. It was, it was all right. I like how that boiled down much, much better than, like, Cersei and the way Cersei and Jamie went down was so lame. Like, yeah, Danny Don't killed her. Die. Danny killed her, but she should have been fucking smoked. She should have been smoked in like an epic way. And it was just like kind of laziness. Like she had no final plan. Like it was like, nah, this is this is my game plan. And if they if the dragon burns down the town, then I'm gonna die. It's like you should have had something better than like <laughs> like. Yeah, sure, you have the scorpion bullets, but, like, I don't know. know. Anyways. Yeah, I I would like to know what everybody's ideal playout would have been. But is it... I feel like that's a lame... Not a lame question, but that's a tough thing to answer, too. You can't expect me to have the answers, right? Like, the the show has done such a good job building expectations to the point that that's... 
You know, that's why they're expected. This is like Jordan going into his three-peat. It's like you're expected to produce in this moment. And I don't know how you're going to do it, but figure it out. And they're, it seems like a lot of people are disappointed and you're not. And you're, and you're mad at the people that are disappointed. Like, well, how did you expect it to end? Like, I don't know. Expected the fucking geniuses to figure it out better, but they're not. It's like, how do you expect yeah, I guess. Kiss to put on an awesome show? Like, what are you expecting to see there? I don't know. Kiss to do awesome shit, right? Like, I don't know. You figure it out. You're the fucking geniuses. I don't know. I, I, I'm not the one that I'm not the one that's bummed. I thought that was a cool way to to end things with Danny. Have her go just go fucking nuts. Again, I think the episode itself was cool, and I don't even hate the turn itself. What I'm most disappointed about is that there's not eight more episodes to fully get into this. Because I don't know how they wrap it up in 85 minutes and me be like, oh, all right, well the story's finished. What if they did? Would would you still hate the turns they made? You think? No, no, that's what that's and that's the, so Game of Thrones could could redeem itself absolutely, next week. and that's what's that's that's like how how awesome the show itself is, and that's why still regardless of how it ends, like you have to go back and watch every episode because it fucking rules. Like I'm still holding out hope that Game of Thrones could be the greatest show ever, and I don't really like the final season. That's how good it is, right? Does do either of you guys remember? Because I, I feel like I remember s- some little tidbit that got dropped way back about the Mad King being okay, and then out of nowhere one day he just fucking lost it and snapped. Or am I just making that up? Am I misremembering things? I I don't know. I don't I don't know that much about it. All I know is it just it was just the Mad King. Like he decided to light people on fire one day, and that was that. That's all I got from it. But maybe what you're saying is accurate. I'm not. I'm not saying that's not. I, I'm saying I don't know. Well, the the divide in this country continues. Yep, you're a fucking you're a MAGA <laughs> guy, and me and me and Shetty are with her still. Oh shit! <laughs> are you ready to go to the main episode? Uh, do you have any closing thoughts, Shuddy? Uh I was looking up what happened with Eris Targaryen. Oh, he's oh, about to Shuddy you in the Easter egg. Love those. <laughs> what do you What do you got for us, Shuddy? Uh, it's loading very slowly. We got the Bethlehem internet. Ugh. Yeah, didn't they? Didn't they come to upgrade your internet? Yeah, aren't you? I, it's not. I think it's the laptop now. It's one fifty over one fifty, right? Oh my! I'm goodness. the only one using the internet currently, so it's not the. It, it's, I I bought a cheap laptop. That's the problem. Oh. Yeah. All right. Is there any like one specific demographic Just, uh, of people like, to throw under the bus? Although at this his moment? rule began benevolently, he succumbed to the madness caused by in, his incestuous lineage. Oh, so that's exactly what happened. Good call, Kevin. He was chill. He found out that you know your cousins fuck each other and your, your siblings are having sex, and he was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna light up everyone because I have the power to do so." Good call. All right. Yeah. Well. I mean, I mean, she is a Targaryen. People have been saying throughout the seasons, like, I don't know, I'm sketchy about those Targaryens. We talked about this before the recording. I'm not mad about the switch. I'm not, I'm not that emotionally invested in any one character. And if they move, I just want it to be somewhat believable. You didn't see it coming strongly enough? Like, I, like if she goes mad like this, 
to me, you have another season or two. Like, how, like, you can't drop this in the penultimate. Like, oh, yeah, she was crazy. She's, she turned crazy. Because I feel like, like, what? I feel Come like on. leading up to this, like, when pe- everybody was throwing out their theories of, like, how next week could go. I feel like everybody threw out like, oh, what if, what if, what if she went all Mad King? What if she went Mad Queen and actually did what Tyrion's been fearful of all this time and lays waste to King's Landing? Like that was a possibility everybody was talking about, and it happened, and now everybody's like, I never saw this coming. I, I didn't like it, and I didn't think. Here's what I'll say for, for uh, to speak on behalf of that episode is I didn't going into it. I thought that was a possibility. I didn't like how they. I didn't like that idea, there. and I wasn't, conf- I wasn't very convinced that they could do it. The only way it was done really well and believable is when they rang the bells, and she still just lit up the whole town. She, like she zigzagged, and was just like, "Oh fuck, that!" Like she wigged. I think she, she wigged. Yeah, I <laughs> like, think you know. <laughs> I think she was like blood drunk. I think she was expecting right. more of a fight, and she was in berserker mode. And when it just ended, she was like, oh, "No, yeah. still pissed." But to me, I don't. Like to me, there is a difference there than her just going mad. Like she was in the throes of war, and it was just like it was almost like a. Uh, like I think she deserves a game misconduct, not a suspension and a fine. Like I, you know, like throw her out of the game. Like she fucked up, but like, what are you gonna do? Like, you know. Cersei had it coming, right? <laughs> like the people, those dumb fucks didn't believe the dead were there. I don't know. Like I, I, that's my thing is that like it's just not like she needs to do more mad shit for it to be believable. And and that's what I'm saying. Like there should be more story to be told. Like All right. you give me a whole fucking season of her being crazy because then it could be awesome. It's like oh my gosh, she's crazy. John loved her. Everyone loved her, and she turned out to be a psycho. And she's got a fucking dragon and like. She could always just, like, it would be entertaining to me for, like, at least three episodes of her always just threatening to, like, yeah, well, how about I let you on fire real quick? How about that? How about how about instead of going back and forth on this, like, matter of diplomacy and what we should do with Winterfell, I just light you on fire. How about that? And then, like, that would be terrifying for episodes. Like, oh, my God, she's fucking psycho. But- I don't know. I, got, I felt there was that. Oh. I felt she was doing that, but well, whatever. I feel like we'll Shuddy should fly out here and, and help me give you a wedgie <laughs> from Los Angeles, California. We're the Mad Scientist Party Hour. 